Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at Wide Jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wide Men Can't Jump. I am Nate Bush joining you, as always, here on this not Wednesday because I had dad duty. Sorry, guys. Couldn't couldn't bring you the show yesterday as we normally do because I had a little boy here hanging out with me, my son, Cade. So I was playing dad yesterday, and now it's Thursday. We're a day late, and we're always a dollar short especially when we bring in this man from Canada, partially nude. So make sure you clean your eyes. Tim Dombrova. I am sweating like a fat muskrat, mate. (laughs) Do you all not have central heating and air in Canada or something? No, what for? We'd only need it for like two weeks. (laughs) Well, the heat at least, right? It's not really really worth the effort. I mean, we got central heating, of course, but now most people... I mean, it's 90 down here. It can't be no worse than that up there. Oh, no, no, it's not. But remember now, I'm a large, hairy man. So, you know how this works. I don't have to tell you. I do, because I am. Yeah, I don't have to tell you how this this can sometimes play out. So, um, just a little warm today. Could be me also, you know, I'm getting pretty old. Could be the menopause, the malopause, as they say. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's all good. Uh, I was happy to hear that your son was there, and I was happy to hear that you said you had a little boy at your place, and he was your son. That was a nice save there. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, yes. Uh, well, in this day and age, you better make sure you clarify that kind of stuff. You'd be canceled before you get off the podcast. But uh, anyhow, uh, what's up? Uh, you know... Had a great, I actually had a really good uh, sports weekend. It was uh, a good time. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, actually caught a little bit of the NASCAR race last night. Um, pretty cool times there. Uh, anybody that knows my mother, she got a new vehicle. And uh, she's happy with that. So good news from her. Uh, I'm still driving the same old little car that's uh, running on hopes and dreams. But uh, Poor baby you. Hey, I don't complain. That car gets 42 miles to the gallon, and it takes $15 to fill it up. I'm winning. So at the end of the day, that's a win for me. 
Which, of course, allows for that extra burrito in the drive-thru. Exactly. I did have Taco Bell today, so that was a plus. Uh, that was always a plus, Taco Bell. Huh. Dude, your love of Taco Bell is becoming legendary. It is. They have a new thing. It's called a grilled cheese burrito, and I tried it out. Um, oh, okay. Could you could you hear? I just heard Bogus's eyebrows go right up, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. I'm not gonna. Gotta, I'm not gonna sell the farm for it. I, this is how I imagine it playing out in the Bogus residence right now. Well, probably not right now. He might not be listening live, but when he hears this. Ah, Tim, yeah. I've got a new burrito. What now? <laughs> My spidey like, senses are tingling. You know, like I've got a dog. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like when a dog's ears goes up when it hears the door, you know, that sort of thing. Like Batman when they put the bat signal in the sky. It's just a big burrito or, in the sky and Bogus jumps to action, drives or, the Bogus mobile downtown. Or it's the total opposite, where it's like, that's old news, fellas. <laughs> he's on the he's on the Taco Bell mailer. They sent him one in the mail two months ago. <laughs> yeah. I was on the testing team for that. It's not bad. A little soggy. A little soggy, but it worked out. Uh, no, I mean, again, it's, 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 it's okay. I mean, a lot of people, uh, to me, it's worth it if you get a taco, a drink, and some cinnamon twists. Yeah, it's worth it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Just get get it on your own. Uh, fun fact here: Tim has never had Taco Bell. I've not. There's no Taco Bell in my city, and I'm not about it's, to drive four hours to get some. Mind boggling. So, mind boggling uh, to me. You've never had Taco Bell. I mean, it's not worth a four hour drive, but no. I mean, no, gee, no. you think you would have stumbled across one in your travels over the years? Uh, no. There was that was not in Canada until not that long ago. I don't think maybe on the east hmm. in the eastern part of the country. But remember where I live, you know. Hmm. You know they they're competing with the uh, you know the igloo the igloo hut, uh, moose burgers. <laughs> you know. Igloo hut. <laughs> well, I really want I really want that to be real. <laughs> I really want Igloo Hut to be a thing. Can oh, somebody please start Igloo Hut? I will. I will I patron you. I would not. Oh, I want that to be real. Town. I mean, we had a polar motel at one time. Igloo Hut's not far polar off. Motel. I kind of. I, I'm actually to, to revisit that taco thing for just a brief moment. I kind of <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we move on, there's not an igloo hut, but there no. is a thing called Eskimo hut. Oh, be careful with that now. That's a word you're not supposed to say anymore. Well, I, I don't really care. Established in 1996, Eskimo hut opened in Amarillo, Texas, a fully stocked <laughs> convenience store <laughs> with frozen dag to go. <laughs> of all places. Eskimo. Well, I'm on their website, EskimoHut.com. How has the math uh, been done on that? Uh, apparently, they are a frozen daiquiri, frozen margarita store to go. Okay, that's a so you go in. That's all on its own. Yeah, I mean that's kind of weird. Frozen daiquiri huh. to go. That's their favorite. Uh, that's their saying here. That's their slogan. Huh. Apparently, I didn't know. I, and, and then well, the first thing pops up on their web on their website don't drink and drive 
Um, I'm probably not a problem. Texas. Uh, they're, they're all over Texas. Fort Worth, El Paso, Lubbock, uh, Norman, Oklahoma. There's one in Oklahoma. I'm no, thinking no. that's pretty much the only places you're going to see. It's out there in the Midwest. So, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. That one's, in, uh, that one's in Norman, Oklahoma. Isn't that for JR? Yeah, Jim Ross, he, he requested yeah, it. Yeah. Probably. Boomer but sooner, baby. Boomer sooner, baby. <laughs> But anyway, back to the Taco Bell thing. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, uh, I don't know. Are you, how familiar are you with the Simpsons? Because some people aren't. I know uh, you're not a big... Kind of. Yeah, well, you know when the, you know when the, when the, um, the superintendent yells out uh, the principal's name all the time? He doesn't call yeah. him. You know, Skinner! You know, that's what I, that's yeah. what I imagine. That's what I imagine I hear at the Boggus house from the, from the, from the, from the <laughs> From Whitney putting the hammer down, because I understand she puts the hammer down. We got oh, confirmation. Yes, we got confirmation of that. I just imagine her. She doesn't even call him Ed. Let's you know. Give me a full disclosure. Is it Ed? Is he an Edward? Is he Eddie? I mean, is he? I, I, I... <laughs> She she might. Uh... Say, you, you might get you know Edward, but I probably think it's probably more like Bogus. <laughs> and, he's just, and he's just and he just goes because uh, as I understand it, um there is one pair of pants in the Boggus household and they fit Whitney. And they are Caprice. But um I've also right? heard it's also true for the Hoff household that uh It's true for well, a lot that, of households. I mean Danielle might Danielle might look pretty funny in Nick's pants because Nick is one large dude, but uh still. Um I heard they were breaking the law catching fish the other day. Is there any truth to that story? Uh, that story can neither be confirmed nor denied. Because it looked to me, I saw a picture of the two of them on the pier with some fish. But I kind of have a sneaking suspicion. Nick looked kind of tired, like maybe he'd just run to the grocery store and picked them up and brought them over and they made it look <laughs> like they got them. <laughs> just, just, just throwing that out there. I don't know. I mean, that just was my first thought because Nick is a hoser after all. Ah, well. Speaking of hosers, uh, let's get to that. Let's get to that overseas elite. Those hosers. Well, let, let's talk about the the TV. I watched some of it. I, I couldn't watch all of it. You know, they did have other things going on this weekend. But man. I think we can chalk the TBT up to a uh, pretty big success, don't you think? Uh, I think it, I, I didn't see any ratings for it, but I don't know how it couldn't have done well. I mean, the the product was was well, good. Um, I can check the ratings. Let me here. see. Let, let's uh, see here. Let, let's go to uh, let's just go to the championship game, TBT champion, and we'll look it up here. Championship game ratings. They should be out by now. That was on Sunday, Let's, correct? Uh, no, the championship game was on. Uh, I'm not sure, truthfully. Uh, let's see. Is this from 20? Is this this year? Or was this last year? <laughs> Once again, our crack, our crack two years ago. Uh, well, I mean, all I know to do is Google the damn thing. I don't know what you do. Okay, well, I, here we I got, go. I got the site that gives you all the ratings. I just need to know what day it was on. But... The final hits a viewer low, believe it or not. That's just heard Actually, that one in it anymore, baby. Really? 258,000 viewers on ESPN, the smallest audience for the title game since it began airing on ESPN in 2015. I mean, I mean let's be honest. When, as soon as However, out, 
the Canadian last Sunday last Sunday sideline cancer overseas elite semifinal did average a point one nine with three hundred and forty two thousand viewers ranking it as the top game of the tournament averages for the, the full tournament were not immediately available that's so, not, I mean, really. not bad it's not really that I would have that would have been way more than that. What's wrong with you? Does that's just something people well, don't people don't know about it? Maybe uh, they either they don't know about it, or again, people don't watch just for the love of the game anymore. Tuning in for names, and the yeah, overseas gonna, elite uh, team had the biggest name, so maybe yeah. that explains why they were. I'm gonna you I'm know. gonna stir the, I'm gonna stir the shit a bit, Nick. Okay. Sure, only three. What was it? Three hundred and what did you say? Three hundred forty thousand. Okay, sure, only 340,000 people run it. But what was that demo? What was that all-important demo name? <laughs> oh, yes, the demo. As, Get that uh, all-important demo, because it don't well, matter if anybody you, watched it or not. No. We don't care about the uh, ratings. We just care about the demo. demo, you know. Because uh, uh, well, kids like, and old people don't buy shit, according to that. Yeah, story. really. According to this, UFC prelims were up. PGA Tours, extra merch. Murfield event up. IndyCar, NRA, NHRA were down, but Formula One was up. So there you go. And apparently uh, NASCAR had a big week too. To give you a shot there to just to, you know, because people talk about soccer being so popular. uh, Major Major League Soccer was back. Monday night there was a game. That only drew 164,000 people. So maybe 387 or whatever you said there, it's maybe not all that bad. When in comparison, yeah. So, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I guess for uh, considering, like you say, that there's not a single, to be honest, not a single household name. There's a couple of names if you're about. Than Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson is is kind of a. Uh, well, he, he would was. be one that people should know. Yeah. But but I mean there's not you know there's nobody there that that fourteen uh, year olds are oh my god we got to watch this because yeah you know, true there, there's nobody like that well except for Ot Elmore but that's a whole other story well Ot um, Elmore's a national treasure so there you go damn straight I mean I think that's been uh, well established because uh, he's getting the, the uh, dad body over big time <laughs> you know every time Ot Elmore steps onto the court in a nationally televised game this seems to happen. Uh, for the Marshall team, but let, let's talk about let's talk about the Marshall team. Man, what what a run for those guys! Am I right? They just uh, like we said, you know, we talked about it off air a little bit. Uh, lots of uh, camaraderie, lots of spirit, lots of hustle. Uh, goddamn, Papa! And there they are calling you to thank you. Oh no, it's that retro break son of mine again. <laughs> Probably wants to borrow money. Also, we're not going to answer? No, I'm not going to answer it either. Uh, no, you know what? Full disclosure, he probably didn't know. It's there. It is I'll Thursday message night. him. I'm, I'm about to. You do it too if you like. <laughs> okay. Du- dual messaging here. Son, son, no, here. Yes, dual messaging. Yeah, hey. Uh, uh, dipstick. You're no son of mine, as Phil Collins once said. <laughs> I said, hey, fucker, we're doing a show here. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go over well. You know, you're, probably, you're, probably gonna get, you're probably going to get a hey effort right back. 
<laughs> or not. You may have just ignored uh, it. I did include LOL for for that, but uh, you know the herd the herd that squad. You know we were kind of, we were very partial to them. We uh, were rooting for them, and uh, Stevie Browning called the the money team are going to take the fat L, as he called it, and they did. Uh, Ryan Luther hit the game winning uh, uh, out of control looking layup that just went in for the big upset. Has heard that beat the money team to advance on. uh, Yeah, they played a great game. He's probably wishing he would have came on again so he could have cursed the overseas elite. That probably would have got it done. (laughs) Right now, Stevie is actually playing, I think, either Fortnite or Call of Duty with John Elmore. I saw it on his Snapchat story. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's really getting ready for that Marshall se- upcoming season, eh? Well, well I mean, hell, who knows if there's going to be a season this year of anything, so, you know. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they they played overseas elite, and, you know, the second half, it kind of got away from them a little bit. But, man, they they had a hell of a fight going in that ball game. They were down early. They came back. They battled. John Elmore was uh, – he couldn't miss. He was just, like, skipping rocks across the pond. He was just nailing shots. So much so that – Dwayne Wade actually tweeted, who is this guy, you know, giving him props? Who's John Elmore? And a lot of people were saying that John Elmore, you know, his stop, they thought, you know, hey, this guy, the way he shoots, could be a good shooter maybe in a G League or in the NBA. Should have tweeted back to him. He's effing John Elmore. What are you talking about, Wade? You has been. (laughs) Apparently, did you know people don't tune in and watch Marshall games? It's kind of sad. Uh, they should Why? because they're very enjoyable. I know they're a fun team. Honestly, the Marshall basketball well, team is so much fun to watch. I mean, in full disclosure, and in all honesty, I mean that is not a school known for much. In all honesty, uh, and if anything, it's probably college football. And I, I to be agree honest, with that. And to be honest, a lot of that comes from tragedy, not from them being that great on the field. They're okay. The Herd's done all yeah, right. I won a couple D2 national titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Herd's okay, but, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not playing with the big boys yet. They haven't gotten to that point. Their program is still, even though the school's been there for a long time, the program is in infancy still, let's be honest. And basketball, okay. they get, they get uh, sh- overshadowed by too many, you know, between West Virginia and, and the University of Virginia, no one gets away from. Yeah, I mean you're just you're getting cut off there. I mean they they would have to you know get into the tournament somehow and beat someone in the first round or something like that for them to get much national exposure. And even in the states, let's be honest. I mean it's what is it fifty fifty even between them and WVU? No, not at all. Unfortunately, it's not. Okay, so there's that, and so there you know that's the problem then. Now, as I read, uh, Steve Stevie retweeted that boy, suddenly everybody wants to play for her that in the tournament, huh? I don't know yeah. if you saw that. Saw that tweet. I not, did, but yeah, I did. I saw they, that. Guys who didn't have time for us have suddenly decided maybe that's not a bad move to come play for us. So, um, I think we had discussed fair that what they really needed was uh, they they need a better start because they fell behind in every game I think they fell behind by quite a bit and then yeah. they have to play they have to play catch up which they're pretty good at but still that's not really the best way to go about it that's the way they're they're not going to try and and stop you 
as much defensively as they are. They're going to try and outrun you, outgun you, and they're going to try and wear you down and put up more points than you. That's hillbilly right. ball, as they call it, you know, D'Antoni ball. Have, could have used a little more D. Oh, absolutely. And, and Stevie being hurt, I, I think, affected that as well because he's one of their better defenders. Uh, I think they could have uh, used they could have used his help. He didn't. I don't know how many minutes he played in that game, but he didn't look um, quite right to me. I yeah, he had he, he get okay. it, everything where it needs to be. Unfortunately, that injury hurt him early on in the tournament. There. Yeah, and I think he was he, uh, obviously he was well enough to play, but he didn't he didn't look quite right to me. So he didn't play bad. But, yeah, but uh, no, he, no. They probably, they probably could have squeezed more minutes out of him. So, um, but hey, you know what? Considering nobody thought they'd get out of the first round, they did that and more. So good for them. And um, uh, bigger and better things next year. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, and the winner of the tournament ended up being the Golden Eagles. That's the Marquette alumni. They defeated the sideline cancer team who uh, upset overseas elite. And they won the million dollars on a three-point shot. Uh, let me find the, the young man's name. I had it here in front of me. It was a three-point shot from Travis De- Travis Denier or Travis Deaner. He hit the big corner three, and his dad was at a bar watching it. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, celebrated. Yeah, I retweeted. It was really cool. And that was uh, his son helped secure a million dollars, which is that's just that's cool. See these guys get excited like that. So they uh, promptly spent that money on uh, Badgers merchandise. (laughs) I would highly doubt it. The real school in uh, Wisconsin. Ah, you call them, tell them that. The University of Wisconsin. Is that where Marquette is, Wisconsin? Yes, it's in Milwaukee. Oh, I honestly did not know that. I never stopped. Maybe. I actually never stopped and thought about it. Well, it doesn't really require stopping to, stopping to think well, about I it. Never, give you the well, answer. I, just always, I, they, I just always heard him called Marquette, and I never said, huh, I wonder where Marquette is. I, I never explaining did. explaining a lot about your, your how you work, because if you just stop to think about things and hope you get the answer, it doesn't, doesn't usually pay off. Well, I never, I never thought to ask. I was always like, "Oh, it's Marquette." Um, I always wonder because, of course, being a Canadian, my American geography for some places is fine. But like you said, like I you know Marquette, I, I never know. Okay, is that a guy's name? Is that a place? Uh, what is it? So I always look. It's actually a guy's name, as it turns out. But uh, yeah, but yes, in uh, in Wisconsin. Okay, that makes go, sense. Go, go Badgers. <laughs> well, something tells me they didn't spend it on any. No Frank Kaminsky jerseys were bought with those those winnings. Uh, I don't think, think you see that. Marquette. I mean, I think they've been in the tournament once or twice, maybe. Oh yeah, dude. Marquette's in the tournament all the time. Yeah, but they do. They win. I mean, no. So uh, they had. Didn't Dwayne Wade go to school there? UAB gets in the tournament quite a bit too, but. I mean, okay, but so what? Come on here. Hell, Michigan gets in the tournament every year, and big whoop. That's well, I know it's Michigan. 
Uh, let, let me check here. They've been to, let me see, 23 round of 32 appearances, 16 Sweet 16s, 7 Elite 8s, 3 Final 4s, and were a runner-up, and have won the national title. Well, okay, when did they win the national title? Let me find out. 1941? Mm, they won the national championship in 1977. Okay. They so beat North I Carolina. Mean, I mean, back there, but not way, way back beat there. Beat Cincinnati, so. Kansas State, Wake Forest, Charlotte, and North Carolina. And I mean, their last what, run uh, in the tournament, they lost to Murray State in 2019. Uh, they had they made a run to the Elite Eight, lost to Syracuse in 2013. So, yeah, Marquette's been in the tournament a bunch. They still suck. Go Badgers. I do think if I'm I'm almost certain that they because uh, they were a Big East school there for a long time so they 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 had to be good and I'm almost certain that Dwayne Wade went to college there. Dwayne Wade. Like, I put Dwayne Wade went to college. Yeah, pretty sure he went there. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Let's see. Yeah. So so Marquette won the national title like they're he did. as old. Almost as old as Bogostan, eh? <laughs> Almost. Yes, Dwayne Wade did go to college. And he Yeah, he never finished. He never finished though. Well, why should he? Jesus Christ, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> God. Yeah, it, it ain't like he needed to or anything. Not like that I didn't pan out. Three for years, him. come on. I not mean, like that listen. not like that basketball career didn't pan out for him or anything. Sebastian Telfair didn't even go to college. Dwayne Wade went three years. I'll give Dwayne Wade the nod there. I I am a firm believer. I think they should make him. I mean, maybe not finish. I really don't like one and done. They, I think I think they should adopt the it, it, either do away with it and say you have to go at least two years or you don't go at all. Like you can choose to go. You can choose to go one year. But they should not force players to wait a year. I, I totally, again, yeah, it, I don't like. If you're eighteen, if much. you're eighteen years old, you're able to join the military. You're you're able to buy lottery tickets. I would say buy a pack of cigarettes. You can't even do that anymore at eighteen. Um, <sighs> you should. Yeah, that's the that's stupid. I'm not. I don't even smoke, and I think it's dumb. But, uh, the drinking age in your country is also stupid, but that's a whole. I other. very much agree with you. Um, well, but it's only again, stupid based on all the other shit that you can do, but for some reason you can't do that one, and I don't know why. I've never understood why you can join the military at 18, but you can't do anything else at 18. <laughs> you can. We can get you to try to not kill that I'm, people. Not that I'm knocking our military. I, I'm no, not. I'm not I mean, either, but I'm just If you saying, choose to I mean, join the military at 18, you know, you're a better man than I. I just well, think you should you be allowed to have – I just think you should be allowed to have a drink. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a gun and the responsibility of possibly having to kill another human being, even though you're in the military, and that's fine. But you're not wise enough to decide whether you want to have a beer or not. I don't understand that logic. And you but, can also be you can also be treated as an adult in court, but yeah. if you win, you can't go out and have a victory cigar. So I, I don't I don't get it. Oh, America, America's great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, but you know. It's one of those things where it's been debated back and forth, and I honestly believe we should say, hey, I'm going – here's what we'll do. Two years, just like in the NCAA, like with uh, football, 
You go two years. After two years, you can make that decision if you go. But if you decide to go to college, you got to go at least two years. Or we say to heck with it. If you want to go to the NBA straight out of high school, that's your decision. You can do yeah, that if you want. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think somehow they need to tie it to the scholarships too. I get mad when I see that they waste a scholarship on a guy who has absolutely no intention of, he don't give a crap about his education. He's there to play basketball. And, yeah. Or, yeah or, it or, sucks. Or, and or, somebody or, that, somebody that would yeah. use it would, would has to yeah. pay or, or it, you know, it, 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 take loans. It eats up two years of a scholarship where you know that guy's got like and I'm not I'm not picking on the guys either from going to the NBA and make millions of dollars. I, I No, no, not at all. Yeah, I don't disagree with that either. I'm just I don't know. You just like hate me, the fact it, that they have to go to school for one just because. Well, and and I also hate the fact that they're I mean, to me a school is to be a school. It's not to be a basketball factory or a football factory. That's a byproduct of a university for me. That's not Unfortunately quite though, that's what it's becoming. I know. Because look at I, how much look at how much these coaches and these boosters are making and paying and well, that's pretty you see. Sad. And then of course and we and we talk about, you know, look at the Zion case. Zion, you know, finally came out, he got paid like four hundred grand to go to Duke and then, you know, let's hear everybody's big shocked shocked face here. Oh, no, um, no, not Duke, how dare you? Yeah, how dare they? How dare we Holland, Holland from Duke University or any other uh, NCAA one division school in the in the known universe? They all cheat, yeah. all of them. Some of them, yeah, they do. That's all. Yeah, and that's the truth of it. But you know, you see that that comes out, and then you're sitting there going, "And I can't blame the kids. I can't." Oh, except, three, except for except for Shinston University. They don't. Well, Shinston. Shinston would never, because they got the Bogus clan, so they don't need to. Oh, and no, and probably Notre Dame too, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Notre Dame, they don't cheat there. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to talk bad about them. Oh, here comes the Pope Mobile. There goes the Pope Mobile. Pope Mobile. Get out of here, you Hobbit trivia bitch! <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, nobody asked you, so fuck off. <laughs> While we got a second, we're going to take a second and thank our great sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New. And uh, let's hear a little more from our good friend Stephen. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1 800 203 9169. Stephen P. New answers to your legal questions. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. 
They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Thanks to our great sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. I've been sharing a lot of their new merchandise, a lot of Nickelodeon things and uh, different kinds of collectibles that you can go after. Tim, you've uh, seen me sharing them. When are they expanding to Canada? Because if they had a store in my town, man, would I know those guys well. <laughs> uh, they, You know, who knows? You never know. Uh, I know they're, they're, uh, here comes Tim. He's going to cash his paycheck in the store again. <laughs> He just signs the paycheck over to them and just merrily that's walks Steve, through. Is that Stephen P. New money any good at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, Nick? It always is. You know that. Yeah. Stephen P. New money's good everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a funny story behind that, but I'll uh, I'll leave there, it alone. Uh, I don't want to divulge. Let, let's just any... put it this way. Let's just put it this way. I took a deposit to the bank, uh, and it was a check, and it was Mr. New's uh, – sponsorship and the lady at the window told me now if this check's not any good then you're gonna have to pay back the difference uh, and i said lady i said that's stephen p new if that check bounces we're all screwed okay that means trust I, me it's i won't have to pay it back because the union will no longer exist <laughs> yeah that means we've been taken over <laughs> so lady yeah. trust me we're good. And, uh, of course, there was no issue. Is there any truth to the rumor that uh, Stephen P. News sued somebody from Sesame Street? I hadn't heard this. Oh, Nate, come on, do the math. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not picking up what you're laying down here. Oh, Grover! Oh, okay. There <laughs> I mean, this is when you know your lawyer has got like iron testicles. When he goes out, when he goes after Sesame Street guys without blinking an eye. <laughs> I was, for some reason, I was thinking the count because he counts. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Steve was doing when the case was up. He was counting. One was what he was doing, I think. But anyway, <laughs> have you um, noticed that the, the count? I know you don't watch. You're not an avid Sesame Street watcher, like yeah, I. But am. I've oh, but I've watched a lot of it in my day, Nate. The count doesn't do the ah 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 anymore. Well, what's the point if he doesn't do that anymore? That's what I said. He just goes one, Whoa. two, three. He doesn't. He doesn't go one ah uh, ah uh, uh, two ah uh, 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 whatever. And then he would tell you what he was counting. You know. Yeah. One. And I don't know two, why he's not. 
Sesame Street character. Two ah, ah, ah. mud show yeah, wrestling he, shows. He, <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore. Okay, then that ain't the count. Uh, That's what I'm saying, damn it. Next Snuffleupagus will be seen by everyone. That'll be next. If that hasn't Wouldn't already happened. Wouldn't shock me. Would not Oscar, shock me. In the Oscar's plot. not allowed to live in a garbage can because that's uh, oppressive of grouches everywhere. Um, <laughs> most grouches I've met need to live in a trash can. We all know that most of us live in Canada. So. Valid. Or, Del- or Delco. Or Delco. <laughs> that's our summer homes are in Delco. Yes, our palatial estates, our palatial palaces. Speaking, speaking of which, I don't know how why Delco has pushed me to this. Uh, Go ahead. I just want to say that Dak Prescott is a whiny bitch. There, I said. <laughs> oh, so we're going here already? What a dick. <laughs> well, is bro- let's go Lynn here. Is, yeah, we're there since now. You're, since you're the, since you're the, uh, the cowboy yeah. fan here. Used to be. <laughs> Used to be. Used to be. Don't you tell everybody oh. what's going on in the world of Dak Prescott. Oh, I mean, Dak, uh, I mean, I, I ain't got nothing against the guy trying to get his money. But there's limits. And when you don't think $35 million a year is not enough for you, when you aren't even close to being the best quarterback in the league, and I mean not even close, there's at least 10 better than him, maybe more depending on what criteria we're going to use. Uh, and you're going to whine, and then your then his brother goes on uh, uh, Twitter and tweets that this is why I'm not a Cowboys fan, not treating my brother properly. And I'm like, good lord, man! Like, again, I don't blame anyone for trying to get their money, but uh, when you think you're getting hosed when you're playing on a 31 million dollar tag, that's <laughs> and you're getting screwed. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, screw you, Dak Prescott. For that kind of money, you better win a fucking playoff game, buddy. Shit, get in one even. That might even be worth it. But uh, I'm thinking it's Super Bowl or bust. He better hope he has a good year because if he doesn't, if he plays like garbage, then what? I don't you know. Get that, you get that, uh, I don't know, that uh, that RG3 money? Oh, to get? <laughs> yeah, you might get something. That was, Ryan Fitzpatrick no, was, money. You get, you get that Jamarcus Russell money that you got to give back. That money. So, so I saw I saw this on on Twitter the other day, and this was kind of an old flashback, and this is something that that we that um, everybody may have seen before. The old uh, <laughs> the old Oakland Raiders. Uh, thought they said Jamarcus Russell wasn't uh, d- doing his tape studies, wasn't watching tape and studying uh, what he was doing, and but they couldn't prove it. They just thought it. And then they sent him home with blank tapes one time to study, and he came back and told him he watched blitz packages on those tapes. Well, that's right up there with the uh, – <laughs> they did it on uh, – what's the uh, draft day, that movie? With, I've never uh, Kevin, seen it. With Kevin Costner. It's a kind of a recreation of what happened to the Cleveland Browns 
when they yeah got a couple yeah I've seen the uh, I've seen it right. advertised I've I've never seen okay. it though. it's actually a pretty good movie but one of the stories in there is a story that I've heard before I don't know if anybody's ever come out and really admitted that it happened to them but I've heard it before that they give you the playbook and on yeah. the second last page there's a hundred dollar bill taped in the playbook so you can either huh. Well, the theory being that if you don't give it back, that means, A, you either kept the money or you didn't read the playbook. <laughs> so there's two, you know, there's three outcomes there, two which aren't very good. Uh, what money? Like I said, which means you either, yeah, which means you either had to, didn't read it and you didn't see it or you kept it. So it's kind of along those lines. Like, why would you bother lying? Like, geez, you're, you're an NFL quarterback. And you must have watched tape in college. It's not like they don't do it. So, yeah. I was like, mind you, he always kind of said, didn't he actually admit that he really didn't want to play professional football? That he kind of did it more, it was for the money, and he didn't really. Did you know, Russell? Yeah. Eh, possibly. I think I, I, mean... read, I think I might have read that somewhere that he had been quoted as saying he really didn't, wasn't that interested in playing. So. He was really good in college, man. My man, God, he was find, good. You just find that contract, man, and you take the money. You you better at least attempt to do the job and not watching the tapes at all and then lying about watching them on top of it is not a good look. Well, according to this, Demarcus Russell wants to play in the NFL so bad that he's willing to do it without getting paid. That's probably not going to be good enough. Uh, Jamarcus, uh, buddy, you may have to pay them to get on the stand. I mean, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about a hundred dollars a game. I'm talking like you know five years, two hundred million dollars. I mean, he can't. I mean, he can't even. Uh, I mean, they could have used him at one time. He could have been the, like the, the point of the wedge or something like that. But they can't even use him for that anymore. I mean, Lord, he could have been a guard. He was an offensive guard waiting to happen after he after he I got mean, in the league. I mean, is he good enough to, like, hold for, for extra points and that sort of thing? Tony Romo's not. That's another story. Well, Tony Romo was the – was the uh, should have played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The way he threw interceptions, anyway. Wow. Although, although, your, your, guy, although your guy just uh, – Jameis just threw him. Tony picked really good spots to throw his. I mean, <laughs> Tony, Tony would get you to like the gates of the promised land. He'd have you standing there on the outside, ready to storm the castle and then get I'm victory. I'm and then he'd just leave. Tony, Tony would have like, I threw five touchdown passes for 492 yards. We're down we by just, three. We're winning by three. I'll throw a pick and they can run it back for an interception. Whoops. Yeah. And then you're sitting there going, why was he throwing the ball? <laughs> Yeah. Why are we throwing uh, three? Why are we throwing the ball? What's worse is that he's since he's quit football and went up into the booth, we realize he, like he's not stupid. It wasn't because he couldn't read defenses. So I, don't I, know I honestly he believe a lot. I think a lot of it was the was the play calling. I really do. Uh, I really think Jason Garrett is that dumb. Uh, well, Jason Garrett had. I mean, he had what a year or two as an offensive coordinator. I think. Yeah. He was beloved. He was beloved by the owner, so you knew he wasn't. I mean, he got years. I mean, he should have been fired long before. I mean, he never really got fired, even did he? I think he just didn't resign him. But um, one or the other. 
<laughs> I mean, regardless, he should have been any any other coach on any other franchise just about would have been gone long before he was gone. I mean, it was repeated clock management bunglings, god awful play calling. Why why are we why are we even passing? It doesn't matter what the play was. Why are we passing? Hand it to that multi-million dollar running back you got. and Hand it to that beast back there. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, and then when they should have, I mean, you're right. It's it's play calling because when they should have thrown, oh, it's a third and 17. Now oh, let's run a draw. Well, yeah, that's becoming, more and more, that's becoming more and more common, though, uh, these well, days. I, I, a, lot I, of, a lot of them not going for the risky pass, but when you need 17 yards and you're behind what you, you got to throw the ball. I mean, maybe you throw and run, you know, you don't throw the ball down the field 20 yards, but I mean, when you've got a 62 yards on the day and it's the fourth quarter, I don't think you get 18 on a draw anytime. So like, you know, throw a screen pass, do something, but running it up the guts, not going to do it. Listen to me rant. Now I hear you. I'm enjoying God. it, actually. Goddamn Cowboys. Jesus. Jerry Jones, how <laughs> old are you? Are you going to die anytime soon? Jeez. Well, it's the only well, way he's getting out of there. Eh, you're right. But he's speaking of... Uh, he's the Donald speaking of football. NFL football. Yeah, really. Oh, that's, speaking that's of uh, NFL, though, and speaking of guys getting their money, how about uh, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry just joining the show. Who's joining the show? Welcome back, our good man. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Oh, it's TR. You didn't know that again? No, I did. That's why I let him on. I thought you were kidding. That's his new new no-sell-my-number gimmick. <laughs> no, see, last well, week I last week I legitimately did not recognize your number. This week I knew. I was like, hey, I know that number. What's up, right, TR? Well, let's, uh, let's switch from the football. I'm sure Tom would like to speak about wrestling. Go, Tom. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of just you know seeing what you guys were talking about because I I only have a couple minutes. You know, you know the deal. But um, uh, yeah, what uh what. what I know. Did you touch on anything about hoops and the bubble and any shit like that? I haven't really got to that yet, but we can talk about that since you're here. Uh, you know, the NBA right now in Orlando, and uh, one of the biggest stories is the quote-unquote snitch line that's been set up, as I throw it out there in my West Virginia accent, that there line. But, um, yeah, the snitch line that you can call in and uh, – apparently rat on other players who leave the bubble. Rashawn Holmes, he went out to get some food, and uh, he's quarantined for eight days for leaving the bubble. Oh. Yeah, he's an ex-sixer as well. Um, uh, where, where did he go out, like 10 feet or something to get get something stupid? Something like that. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder with these guys. He went to go pick up some takeout food from somebody that had brought it to wherever the bubble was at, from what I understand. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I heard something today that they had, had to put out a memo for the NBA players to accept room service dressed because some were 
in underwear or less when the room service, <laughs> male or female, would be coming. Yeah. Pulling the uh, old Ric Flair, that, huh? Yeah, that's Ooh. a legit, legit thing. It, apparently, it was a, a complaint of the of the staff of the bubble, and uh, you know, I guess I don't know. This is not 2020. You can't make like hot sausage jokes, right? Anyway, no. Um, <laughs> well, apparently, they should have had this in Eagle, Colorado. <laughs> I heard they never complained <laughs> about that there. Yeah, but yeah, you got that going on. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I, this was the spur of the moment, but I was, you oh, know, no, thinking good. about my two, two, two favorite players, Markel, Markel Fultz and uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, I think they were secretly ahead of the curve of social justice because one's for not shooting. And the other ones for just shooting and missing, so they're trying to protect uh, <laughs> our culture without knowing it. They, you know, without us knowing it, they were, you know, building on being social justice activists, so it wouldn't be violence. Ben says he's going to shoot now. Um, that's going to be an interesting topic, which might give me a little bit of testosterone naturally made if there's any left in this fucking decrepit body. Well, did you happen to see when he did make the three-point shot earlier in the year? And I think they, like, may have thrown a parade for him. Like, it was insane. Yeah. His shot was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was somewhat, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but it was also legit. The fan base is behind him and wants him to shoot. And so it was a legit me, reaction. It was kind me of, on the know, other it was a roar. Want him to shoot, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it, it, it was a roar. But he, you know, he, his feelings are so delicate that he, uh, you know, he, he he just stopped. You know, he no sold it and didn't smile and just ran back up the court and then didn't really talk much about it. And I think he shot a couple more times since then. Are but, we talking about um, the franchise? Go ahead. Said, are we talking about the franchise here? That guy, Ben Simmons. Well, I kind of I clipped out there. I clipped out for a minute there, so I don't know what you were. Yeah, talking about. we were we were talking about uh, Ben and yeah. Ben uh, put a clip. Right. I haven't seen it. I, you know, I've been working so many hours, but supposedly put a clip of him shooting and LeBron commented, "Your your form looks good. You should shoot more." Blah 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 blah. And his yeah. reply was Orlando. So, oh yeah, he's he he's. Um, Proclaiming he's going to shoot in Orlando, so that remains to be seen. Um, well, at least in Orlando, he can wish upon a star. Yeah, it is the ma- oh, most magical boy. place in the world. So anyway, um, um, Tom, I was talking to you. I started. I don't know how much you heard. I was talking to an acquaintance of yours, Phil Allen. You know him, right? Phil Allen, yes. Um, Phil from Mount Airy, he used to be known as a uh, radio he guy. Was telling me, yeah, he was telling me that the thing he figured, there was no way they'd be able to keep those young millionaires in that bubble, that they won't be able to do it. Uh, I, tend to, I tend to lean towards his opinion. I mean, uh, luckily our, our uh, star, Joel, is obsessed with, like, fucking – 
my World of Warcraft or whatever the fuck games are Hotmail, <laughs> Fortnite or fucking Asteroids <laughs> or Missile Command or whatever the fuck. So that's all he does is play basketball, bang his little white broad, and fucking play video games. So he should stay safe. His thoughts were there was no way they'll keep him in the bubble unless there's a a marijuana dispensary and a horror up there. So, well, is he wrong? (laughs) But is he wrong? Oh, Adam Silver should have. Adam (laughs) Silver should have, you know, prepared that. Had some, uh, you know, some tricks, if you will, for uh, gentlemen, so they don't didn't yeah. have to venture out to the clubs or anything. Can't call them rats anymore, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know what they'd be called in the basketball world, other than the you know common groupie. But um, I know that uh, there's a sickening optimism here in my town. You know, the Sixers are still a sixth seed. And, of course, they're long and they've got talent, but they've got a terrible uh, mental state. That, that If you look at their home record and their away record, and, you know, at home they were just nearly unbeatable, beat the Bucks, Clips, Lakers, et cetera, here. And then they go on the road and lose to the Knicks and, the, you know, you name them, the bottom of the curtain jerkers, if you will. So I'll say the wolves. I know you want to. <laughs> uh, well, the wolves. You know, I, I didn't follow that closely this season due to they sucked schedule wise, but they did. Yeah, they uh, the wolves were always at least a playoff esque team prior to this year, but you name it, they lost to them uh, on the road, and now it's not home or the road, and I, I just don't see them mentally doing anything. Uh, you know, they win at home and they feed off the crowd's energy and et cetera, et cetera. And they're going to be in Orlando. And I mean, I mean, I just 70, don't see them. Yeah. I mean, are they mentally tough enough to win? That is, I'm glad you put it, put, put that word out there, put that statement out there because that's, that's what the root of what I'm getting to that. Unless they've all like, grown up into very adult male oriented gentlemen to match their physical wherewithal in the last four months of the pandemic or however long it's been. I don't know. The first getting out of the first round might be tough. <clears throat> I I don't think they will get out of the first round. I really don't because if, if they go in and, and the standings are the way they are now, I really think they're yeah. going to struggle because I think they'll end up having to. If, I'm checking the standings play uh, right now. Yeah, and I the only they may get some help if Hayward has to leave the bubble because of the uh, the birth of his child. But if they play Boston, I, they're going to struggle because Kimball Walker is an excellent defender, and when he has Simmons on him, he or he when he's guarding Simmons, he's going to have a chance to help help side. Ben Simmons can have the best form in the world and he can be working on stuff in the offseason all he wants. It's different when you're actually in gameplay. Um, Al Horford, Al Horford for me. that's just me. He they could he's a key. He he's a key because he fucking shit the bed all year. And 
he claims in this market, the interviews I've been hearing, he claims that it was good for him to have the time off and he feels better than he's ever felt, yada, yada, yada. So we'll see. Yeah. I would uh, say apparently they, what they, is they what is being to, said, though, they need to win because they could hop the Pacers. Them and the Pacers are saying, tied yeah. right now. They need to get into the five spot where they can at least play Miami. They got a better chance. If they play than, Miami, I think I think they can get. I think they will get out of the first round. Yeah, they don't. Nothing against the Heat. The Heat has played well, but they but, don't want to yeah. play Boston. They don't want to play Boston. You know, they, you know, you know what that is, Tim? That's that's Tim. That's that hidden, deep rooted underneath, and Nate doesn't even know he's saying it. I want to kill Jimmy Butler. Hate. <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have the Sixers getting out of that round until Jimmy Butler somehow met them in it. Oh, I mean, it's one of those Butler. things where I really don't – I think Philly matches up better with Miami than they match up with Boston because of the size of Embiid. I love Bam Adebayo, but he can't do anything with Embiid underneath. No, I no. think – I don't. No, I no, I, can I didn't him I, Oh, no, I'm not – I didn't mean in that respect. You've got to figure for sure. Yep. That in Isn't the bubble, that... Jimmy Butler is going to go off on somebody. Oh, he does because he's possible. Like, he, he's he a man out of body, not a phone by credence. <laughs> 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 oh no! I'm that's, not. I'm, I'm not. Oh, man, I'm you. Something like that. I don't Can't know. Shoot the three. I hate. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic for uh, at least watching sports. That'll be kind of fun, huh? Do you watch oh. any of the TBT? Did you get a chance to watch any of that? No, I, I mean, to say I didn't watch any of it would be a lie. I watched some, but it, I could never really put the time together for a couple hours to just sit. And uh, Tim mentioned when I came on, and I got like a one more minute. Uh, something about wrestling without spoiling anything. I fell asleep during the first match of AEW last night by the time I got home. Um, well, actually after the first match, but nonetheless, I didn't see any of the Wednesday night additions. Uh, um, you know, I like AEW more than most of my contemporaries. Uh, don't like NXT that much. Is there... Uh, Objectively, is there something on either show that I will be that will pop me or that will anger me or get any kind of reaction from me? I will be the first person to tell you I have not watched anything from either. I've been on dad duty until about two thirty today, so I, I haven't had a chance to get caught up. Most of AEW because I don't get I don't get NXT till Friday here up here. Um, okay. Yeah, see, I mean, I'm not as big a fan of it as you are. I'm not much of a fan of it at all, to be honest. But I love me some FTR, though, and I don't yeah, mean that they're, as they're, in you. Yeah, they're all right, and uh, hey, they're my favorite. They're my favorite tag team. They're my favorite tag team in the world. So I love those I guys. Mean, Jericho on the mic is always pretty entertaining. Um, I thought the title match was a bit of a letdown for me, anyway. Uh, Cage and Moxley, I won't tell you what happens. Uh, and there's a there's a uh, manager announcement that was interesting. Um, 
I, I saw that one coming. I saw the manager coming. Yeah, but I just thought I thought that was kind of interesting, though, that they bothered to go. You know, they considering they they'd like to talk about not dredging up and not trying to be WWE. That you know, how many guys are left? No, but like, I think I think that was a good choice, though. I do. I think I they should have done you that mean, from the beginning. You mean the debuting manager of Playboy Buddy Rose? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's what I mean. And I got me and Joe Rogan wrong. might be the only people on earth that, that that are not progressive enough to think it's cool for a 280 pound big cock having dude uh, identifying as a woman and slamming the shit out of a 99 pound fucking whatever that girl was their Ooh. champion <laughs> and uh, and and then beating up 18 year olds in squash matches. I mean. Hell, I might identify as a woman and have a career in AEW, I guess, because I could still throw around, uh, what's her name, Ia Shirai or Leo or the little one, the the one that was the champion. What's her name? Riho. Riho was the Japanese Yeah, and then I'd, uh, when I I heard her, like like, uh, Buddy Rose is going to do, I would just blame it on Riho. <laughs> little reference there. Oh, Sorry. Good lord. Michael Caine movie. Or Duran Duran song. Oh, I wasn't yeah. paying much attention to him in that film. But anyway, yeah. those he were the eight. <laughs> well, he's the dude. He's the one that blames it on Rio, man. Yeah, but I uh, that, that female, oh, from what I remember, was. Uh, well, no black ladies in that movie, Tom. I love black ladies. I know. As long, uh, That's why I brought it up. You love breathing. They're not hitting me on on some viral video. I will uh, <laughs> make love to all. Oh man, that gives me an idea for uh, something we could do sometime if I ever make it up to Philadelphia to see Tom after the pandemic. Oh, oh man, I don't even. There you go. Just, that just brought up something. All right. That even my you before you go. Before you exit, I do want to say this. Once all this shit blows over, I really do need to come see you. And we put it off way too long. And then you, you don't realize how how much you take for granted until you're forced to stay in your house and not move for months. So I'm, I'm going yeah, to um, do, do, do my best. I do have an apartment that, that only probably three quarters of your body would hang off the couch now. So it'd be a hey, little more even better. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll make it happen. Uh, Romstein is playing Philadelphia. I may have to make a trip up to Philly. I've always wanted to Rob see Rob Feinstein? No. <laughs> That'd be better. Uh, I didn't, I, I no, didn't know I'm, he was a musician now. Uh, I'm too old to go see him, but that's a different story. Hey, uh, anyway. Good. Diane Feinstein? That was quick. Very quick. <laughs> All right, speaking of quick, I got to get the fuck off here. Later. I love you guys. Peace. See you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Wham, bam, take him in. And that's TR. There he goes. Tom Robbins. There he goes. Let it roll. All right. Down the highway. That bam, that bam and a bayou thing, that was pretty good. I will give him credit there. (laughs) Yeah, bam and on Rio, that that probably went by a lot of. That's a deep cut. Yeah, you got to be pretty old. Movie, not to pick that one up. All yeah, right, for so real. where the hell were we before we were interrupted? We were talking about Delco. football, actually, believe it or not, before Tom. <laughs> That's been your Delco Minute brought to you by Shinston Stomach Pumps. 
<laughs> this week. They must and, uh, be just cleaning up in the pandemic, eh? <laughs> uh, we got they if you've got a hold got if you've got a hold they'll pump it. Just in stomach pump. They have got to you know, everybody's at home eating like crazy. I mean the sewer systems have got to be getting a serious workout compared to normal. I know, there's got to yeah, be a lot of I heard problems. I heard there's a, I heard there's a black cloud over the Bogus house in Shinston. <laughs> it's uh it's called Whitney's Manicotti. So look out for that. Oh no. Are you saying anything something bad about Whitney's Manicotti? No, no, it's delicious, but it'll kill him. Are you just, Are you just saying it's because Ed eats like, you know, and considering when she makes it, I'm sure it ends up being about 12 pounds of manicotti, and her and the daughter get about a half a pound each. I got to wonder, like, you know, and I, I don't know Whitney. I mean, I've seen her visage I, on uh, Facebook and things of this nature, but I don't know her. But, like, you know, is there, like, uh, some cooks in her uh, family background? Because from what I I've don't seen... Know. From what I've seen, the woman can cook up a storm and apparently is unable to cook for more than like, you know, if it's less than like 42 people, she's kind of at a loss of what to do. Because well, luckily she I, married Ed, who can eat the, the who yeah, can eat because, for 42. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like, you know, I mean, did you ever see the pictures of when he had the boys over to, I think that was right before the pandemic. They came oh, over I a bunch did. of guys. I did. And, and I also was noticed enough, that... Uh, there was no invitation to you, I noticed, but uh, I saw I didn't see my name on the guest list. Uh, well, uh, you I mean, know, Shinston's not that far. I mean, I can't fly into Shinston with the lack of an international airport, but uh, well, they had to shut down Shinston International Airport after the uh, the incidents, but we don't talk about that. Um, uh, but yeah, the, I understand uh, the attempted kidnapping of world champion eater uh, Bruce, Bruce Bobans. Yes, yes, we we don't like to talk about it, but it and did the happen. Secret, the Secret Service were out on Shinston Beach when he was making that sandcastle. Basically, yes. But again, uh, we don't talk about it. Anyway, you don't talk about it. Well, uh, you know, she makes enough food. Like, I mean, I I I mean, I've got to admit, I mean, the people I know from West Virginia, uh, I'll throw out Steve New because I don't know if he's a power eater or not. Uh, He's a lawyer. Know, He'd almost have to be. From what I know, Jeff is a pretty prolific eater. Uh, I mean, you Man. obviously can eat a lot. Bogus. I mean, he's in a class of all of his own. Uh, Nick Hoff strikes me as a guy who can put away. You know, I don't think you. I don't think you. Meals. I don't think you want to be sitting next to Nick at the buffet table because those elbows start going. And uh, you know, yeah. the, my dad used to call guys like like me and. Nick and you know even Ed buffet busters. So yeah, he looks like the kind of guy that you might take you know the old uh, Wilt Chamberlain to the head if you're sitting by too close to Nick when he's eating, or you might even get sucked into that vortex. But uh, uh, who else? I mean, Josh like Brown orbit. looks. Josh Brown looks like he could probably uh, hold his own at the table. Don't let looks fool you. That man can put it away when he wants to. That's why I say he looks like he could hold his own at the table. Uh, I mean, there's the the Duchess. I mean, I know she can pack it away. Indeed, she can. And, and, I mean, and the only other person I know from West Virginia, I mean, Mr. Cade, and that boy can oh, man. eat for four. So, he can. I've seen him do it. I mean, maybe. As long as, you put, just, as long as you put ketchup on it, he'll eat it. Well, or it's a Cheeto. I mean, well, that's, of course. I mean, that's an appetizer <laughs> for that child, from what I understand. But, uh, you know, maybe it's just you got to make, you know, 
You got a lot of big old don't boys. Tell, and don't tell him to take daddy's glasses either, right, Tim? <laughs> yeah, we got to get video with that. Um, I have people phoning you up, video chatting with you. Hey, okay, is Kate there? Yeah, Kate, take off daddy's glasses. See you, Nate. Click. And he does, too. Well, but anyway, we were talking about uh, anyway, yeah, football. Football. This is a sports football, show. Yeah, what's, what's a football? <laughs> we just get on here and talk well, about what we like to eat. Well, I haven't seen one in a while, so. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but uh, football, we were talking about getting paid. And we were, Derrick Henry was the name I was going to bring up. Okay. Four years, what? $50 million over four years, 25 and a half guaranteed. Yeah, that's not that bad though. Twelve and a half million for him is for a running back. He's pretty good though. Twelve and a half yeah, million. He... Where are you? Twelve and a half million. Well, four years at fifty billion is twelve and a half a year, right? Got you now. Caught up. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. I had a conversation with someone who shall remain nameless. Uh, and they asked me, we were on Facebook Messenger, and they said, why does your uh, reply say PM? Because uh, it's afternoon, was my reply, to which I got <laughs> stone cold, to which I got stone cold silence for about three minutes, followed by, oh, I will not name who it was for fear they might be embarrassed, and they do listen to the show, so uh, they were Canadian, that'll narrow it down a bit. Uh, okay, so it wasn't my sister. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I still having trouble explaining to her the difference between Eastern Standard and Mountain Standard. Uh, she thinks it's got something. She thinks it's got something to do. Thinks it's got something to do with shifting in a car. I don't know why, but uh, she told me she goes, "Why do you talk to Tim so late at night?" I said, "Because it's not so late at night where he's at." <laughs> she, Are you trying she didn't to seem... say that the not the same time everywhere? They're nice. <laughs> It's five o'clock somewhere, Angie. That's the easiest okay, way but to explain it. Okay, but but in full disclosure, she's a flat earther, right? No, because no, I would disown no, her if she was. No, moon moon landing denier. Yeah, she's a moon landing denier. Uh, okay, well, I might as well be a flat earther. That's just as bad. Pretty close, anyway. Sorry, but Angie, anyway. but I, I got a call. Ah, she cheers for Duke. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> so, Derrick Henry getting paid. You think I'm okay that, with so it. you're... You're okay with it? He's 26, 26 yeah. years old. This is a four-year okay. deal. Titans will lock him up till he's 30. Do you think maybe in a in a in a day and age where they're not giving running backs that kind of money that maybe they overpaid him, or do you think he deserves it? Well, he does. Uh, he does catch the ball a lot too, doesn't he? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This is a dude that made Ryan Tannehill look serviceable. So. Whoa, Am I okay. gonna pay? And he only yeah. and he only got twelve and a half million. Yeah, being I think he got underpaid, but yeah, uh, yeah I, too, I, I understand it. See, I thought he was older than twenty six when I first heard the news, and then I found out he's only twenty six. I said, okay, four years. Usually, running backs they hit thirty, they drop off. So I think I think the four year contract's a good deal oh, for Tennessee. Nathan. Here's my issue with Tennessee. Okay, they finish are this up, lo- and then I got to break some news. Okay, well they're locking him up for so long, but my big issue is they got to get help for Tannehill because you can get away with with Henry running, but you've got to eventually get some passing game. All right, go ahead. 
I don't know if you saw this because I didn't see it till just now. Uh, the Washington Redskins, and I'll call them the Redskins because that hasn't officially happened yet, so they'll still stay the Redskins. Yes. Washington Post has published a story. Fifteen former employees of the Washington Redskins have alleged sexual misconduct. Yeah, I did see that. Scouts and members of the inner circle, whatever that means. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Um, I saw that Among yesterday, those accused actually. are pro personnel Alex Santos, former assistant director Richard Mann, as well as radio play-by-play announcer Larry Michael. Wow. Oh, wow. Everybody's wow. in. Others named in their report, oh, this gets bigger, Denny Green, former chief operating officer Mitch Gersham, don't know who he is. There are no allegations. Uh, okay, well, people are were, were worried it was going to be against Snyder and they would have, or manager Bruce Allen. So none against the owner or the general manager, but just about everybody else in the office. Oh, boy. This was not the time for that. But if it happened, I mean, I'll wait to hear the other side of the story and all that. I don't want to jump to any conclusions because that's... Yeah, I mean, of course. That just gets you into trouble, but, boy, I mean... Even if it's not true, it's just a bad time it's for a bad look. to show up. I mean, what? I mean, what more can the Washington Redskins do? They lose. Their name is. I mean, and I'm not really for the name change, but at best, it definitely needs to be looked at because there's there's some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there's some argument that could be made that 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 name is a slur, and I'm okay with that. I mean, if that's the reason, fine, change the name, whatever. Now you get sexual. I mean, boy, what what's left? I mean, <laughs> I mean, at this point, um, I mean, having an Ohio gonna, State court, having an Ohio State running back as your quarterback. You're gonna name uh, Jeff Garcia as the starter for Week One, or? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the starting quarterback for your Washington. Yeah, the, Gus Farratt. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, we can joke, but Gus Farratt, come on now. Man, getting a little personal there with that. <laughs> Cleo yeah. Lemon. Cleo Lemon. Oh, God. Cleo Lemon. Related to <sighs> CNN's Don Lemon. <laughs> Shows how much I watch my, CNN. I don't know who the my, hell that is. Uh, Don Lemon, in his, he's a black, a gay black uh, anchor, news anchor, and he hates mm. Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump in ways that Jim Cornette doesn't hate Donald Trump. If you can imagine that. Well, That's anyway. About him. Anyway, moving on. Any, yeah, no. I mean, anywho. The joke, also, the joke getting was, paid. Uh, to... He knows about as much about football as Don Lemon. That was the joke. Wow. So we saw Patrick Mahomes Where the hell get paid. Death at? I don't know. I thought he was going to be here. I haven't heard I from mean, him though. So August has demanded Jeff. I mean, he did. I'm trying I mean, to deliver. I'm doing the best I can. I mean, I guess we did give him an un- unsuspected Tom Robinson sighting. So where is that? <laughs> you might have to take that and run. But Patrick Mahomes got paid as well. Uh, he got paid a lot. I'm talking. Well, I think I think we talked about that last week. I mean, if anybody was going to get paid. 
Patrick. Yeah, Mahomes. I mean that's that's the guy that needs to get paid. So I mean, and he gave uh, you, he gave you the year Super Bowl. So what more do you want? Pay him. Yeah, makes sense, I suppose. Um, make, wow. makes makes wow. a lot of sense. But uh, not like he, it's not like he ain't great or anything. Yeah, it's not like he's not damn good. Let's see. As did Jamal Crawford. So those are two guys you'll see. Well, Beasley signed. He signed, and then as I was looking through uh, the news the other day, I believe he tested positive uh, <sighs> for COVID-19 after he signed. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'll have to find did, it when I get uh, to it. But. Did you see that Zion had left the bubble? I did, but that was a family emergency, according to that. Right, but now he has to, what, he has to self-quarantine now for, or what is it, eight days? Something like that, yeah. Oh, okay, this is breaking. Broke. This just happened This just happened an hour ago. Eric Bledsoe has tested positive for COVID-19 but has no symptoms. He is, let's see, he is absent from the bubble with the Bucks. has tested positive, is symptom-free. He will isolate now, so we'll see how long he is out. Uh, he's actually, I am asymptomatic and feeling fine. Once I meet NBA protocols, I will be, I look forward to joining my teammates in Orlando. So he's not bound yes. out. So. Oh, I didn't think he would. They have a chance to actually make a run at a championship, so I figure he'll be there. Uh, let's see, well, some more and, news here. And we're going to have to get used to this because this is going to continue to happen, people. This ain't is going away. We're going to see um, this. More, you were going to see this when the games are happening. Somebody's going to test positive yeah. and get yanked, and the whole team is going to have to get retested, and they might end up being short a player or two because that's just the way it is, people. Uh, Russell Westbrook also tested positive. Yes, Bruce Hornsby, thank you. Uh, Russell Westbrook also tested positive. That was one of the big news stories the other day. Uh, he had to sit out, and well, he'll any, be back joining his team soon. It's better, yeah, though. Will you agree yeah, with me that it's better better now than later? Well, yeah, because now at least you've got time to get better and get into that bubble where you supposedly are not going to – or there's, I mean, there's definitely less of a chance of getting it in there than uh, uh, And the you've got the world, antibodies so. built up to where, you know, you can kind of fight this thing off if you're around it again. I'm not saying that you can't catch it twice because we don't know enough about it, but if you look at it from that standpoint, if you catch it now well, – before you go back to work, there's a greater possibility that you won't yes. catch it again. There has been some reports that the antibodies don't, uh, depending on the person. It's kind of like when you get the COVID, if you get it. For some people, it's nothing. For some people, they get a tiny bit sick. You know, it kind of runs the, the whole spectrum of, of uh, you know, from not even knowing to dying. Uh, apparently, the antibodies kind of works the same way. Some people have real strong ones. Uh, there's even been a few cases I read where people have uh, tested positive for them and down the road later don't have them anymore. So, you know, nobody hmm. knows. Another one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Nobody, yeah. nobody really knows. It's kind of like, you know, how do you graduate in Delco? Nobody really knows. <laughs> well, after the 17 years of school, you you get there. Yeah. Well, Tom once told me that the three toughest years of his life were grade five. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, let's see here. A couple more newsworthy uh, things out there. Victor Oladipo, they said there may actually be 
an Oladipo presence in the bubble in Orlando. They were saying that he wasn't going to play. Now I said there's belief that he will attempt to play uh, after multiple strong team practices, so he may end up playing. On July 13th, only two NBA players had tested positive out of the 322 tested on NBA campus on July 7th, so that's pretty good news. Only two tested positive out of that many. Uh, here's another one. Multiple tips have been placed on the NBA's anonymous hotline to report protocol violations. Again, we talked about that. And here was the news well, I was talking about. Michael Beasley tested positive for coronavirus and returned home, and now his roster status is up in the air after signing. I don't know. Now, again, this isn't me, and it's not happening to me. So, I, you know, I can't put myself in their shoes. But I would think, you know, as a professional athlete, I'm just going to assume that you're in much better shape than the average person. You would, I would, I would have to think that would hold true for, you know, everybody minus Shaq, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, in trailer, you go tell him, Dave, and see what happens. I'll let you report uh, back. Or t- Charles, you know, Charles, there was a time when Charles wasn't in that great of shape either. But still probably, to be honest, respiratory-wise, probably still in better shape than the average guy walking around. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that positive test, I, I mean, it, I, I get it why it scares some people, but I'm thinking if I'm a pro athlete and they told me I had it, I'm kind of like, well, oh, you know, what do you want me to do? You know, what's the medical advice? And I just follow it and then wait my 10 days and get better. I'm thinking, I, I, I'm not sure why you pack up and, and go back home, especially after you fought that hard to get a contract, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I wouldn't pass up the shot if it was me. Just saying. No, I wouldn't either. Again, it, it's not that. It's one of those things where now his roster spot is is in in jeopardy. Because he wasn't already on the roster to begin with, so now they don't know if the signing will work out. I don't know. It's one of those wait-and-see kind of things with uh, with Beasley. Here's something I did want to bring up, and we can touch on this very delicately here. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Adrian Wojnarowski has been suspended without <laughs> pay from ESPN. Uh, his first suspension... Uh, and the new and the new information was without pay for what happened in an email. So here was the email sent out by Senator Josh Hawley, who is a Republican senator from, if I'm not, let me find uh, exactly where that's from, from Missouri, if I'm looking at this right. Senator Hawley blasts NBA for no towing to Beijing and refusing to support U.S. military and law enforcement. And this was sent out on July 10th, 2020 as a press release. He's sending a, he said he was sending a letter to the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, blasting the league's decision to strictly limit messages players can wear on their jerseys to a few pre-approved social justice slogans while censoring support for law enforcement, officers of military, and any criticism for the Chinese Communist Party. And he writes, the NBA is now NBA now sanctioning political messages. They must stand up for the American values and that they won't stand for Chinese the Chinese human rights abuses. Woj was suspended for kindly replying to the email, and this was his reply. 
fuck you. All right. And that's that was the reply. Okay, but the, it for me, it's not that he told him the. It's that it was unsolicited. The email was not to Mr. Wojnarowski. It was. He just he, he just got saw it because he's he got he's it. media. He's media. Right. But it, but it so that's one that was him. one of those press that was a press release was all right. That was. So it wasn't at him. A. So he could have very easily just went. Okay, I think that guy's a jerk. Um, hey, he could have just deleted it and moved on, like most yeah, of us do with press releases. Which is, which is what he should have done. Second, uh, and this one is, you can maybe, it can be argued, and, and I wouldn't argue real hard about it, but it's how I feel about it. Uh, public officials, senators, congressmen, congresswomen, the president, and I know that irks a lot of people too, you can not like them. That's fine. But you need to have a little bit of respect for the office. Whether they have it or not even doesn't enter into it. That's just not a ESPN does not need that look. If they don't do something about that, then what's to stop him? Can he can he say that to Commissioner Silver if the NBA puts out a a press release? Is it all right if he just says F you to them? Probably not. I um, will just, I will say it's this. a bad look. It's a bad look. It's a bad look from a business standpoint. I think the reason he got in trouble was because he replied to it with his work email and was a work personality when he replied to it. He shouldn't have even replied to it. You know what I mean? Like that's silly. That's not what you do. And I'm glad he didn't get fired. Um, Suspension is probably the best way. He's lucky he didn't. They would have been within within their rights to count him. Yeah, they, they would have been, but I'm glad they didn't. Um, I will disagree with you on one thing. Just because somebody holds an office doesn't mean that they deserve their respect. No, they have but I respect. Didn't say, uh, I did say that. I said the office deserves the respect. Even I, if the the office to me doesn't reserve. Doesn't. I don't think the office deserves it. Well, you're, you're a hillbilly, so what do you That's what do you my mean? opinion, of course. We're not going to argue that. Well, we are. What is it? wrong. I said you're a hillbilly and you're wrong, but that's okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, that's what you think. No, see, I, see, but then you know, there again, that's our age difference. We, I was raised that even if you think the guy's a jerk, if he was duly elected, which this gentleman was, you respect the office and you don't. You know, he could have picked up a phone and said, "Can I get that guy's number?" He could have picked up a phone and. Or, and call him a jerk. He didn't have to do it in a public forum either. No, I don't think he should have done it. I don't think he should have responded at all. I think he should have just said, look at this asshole, and then just moved on about his day. And then we should move on to the second part of this, though. I don't believe the guy was wrong. Why doesn't I'm not saying he is. Right. Why doesn't the NBA say something about why they're so buddy-buddy with the Chinese? This is a good question. Because they're, they're a business and they're making money. That's why. Uh, okay, but then I'm not saying that's they, right or wrong. I'm just giving you an answer. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not arguing with your answer. I'm just saying then that's got to apply to everything, and it doesn't. Then that's my problem with it. No, and and again, you're not wrong there either. But I'm just giving you an answer. That, yeah, I no, mean, I'm not right. saying that's right, the right it's, answer or the wrong it's answer. Cause but they, it's because they got an a answer. big pen. They got a pen and a big checkbook. I, I mean, that's pretty much the reason why the NBA does anything. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I mean, they are. I mean, and let's not forget. I mean, they are a business. That is really their goal: is 
You know, you don't own an NBA team to for any other reason, really. I mean, you might like basketball, but you still want it to make money. I mean, which can we segue this into the to the LeBron James? Thing? Absolutely. Okay, what do you, how do you feel about that? I don't know that we really discussed it very much off air that LeBron will not be wearing a slogan on the back of his jersey in the bubble. He will have his name on the back of his because he doesn't well, feel here, that... here's my here's my thought on that. I don't care. He doesn't feel <laughs> I care in the sense that he is mad because he wasn't consulted on what you could put on the back of your jersey. And I'm like, okay, it was man. made. It was made like huge news on ESPN and all these sports sites that LeBron James has chosen to wear his name on the back of his jersey during Ooh. the bubble. And I literally could not care less about what these guys are putting on the back. Right, of but if, if it, it makes was... them feel better, fine. If they, if you just want your name, or if you're mad because they didn't ask you your opinion, okay, woohoo. Again, just play ball. I'm not here. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for I'm your not, political comments. I'm not, I'm not here for what's on the back of your jersey. Just play ball. If you but want to express all, yourself on the back of your jersey, know, do it. We all know, though, that if it. I mean, and I don't know who the 17 guys are who aren't. I guess we know them now as LeBron. Um, how much heat are the 16 guys who aren't going to put anything in the back of their jerseys going to take? Not even Tim, not to me. Not even to me. This from is the players. What yeah, I mean, but to me, this is this is the biggest case of first world probs that I've ever oh, most seen. Definitely, but it's gonna it's gonna be news. <laughs> It's going oh, to be news. oh, absolutely! It'll be news, and it's silly. Somebody is, is going to take a dump on one of these sixteen guys, particularly if one of them turns out to be a white guy. Well, I mean, and who cares? That's where I'm at. Well, yes, you and I don't, <laughs> but we both know that story-wise, this is going to be news. Oh, I mean, it'll be LeBron, news, mind you. LeBron bends over to tie his shoe. It's freaking news, but you're telling me. We see there, LeBron, uh, his shoe came untied, and he didn't quite tie it the same way uh, he did last night. Uh, that could be, I don't know, he might be injured. That might explain his poor performance and shitty defense during that last game. Shit. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's going to become a problem, and it's another case where where politics are getting involved in a place where they don't need to be. And, again, you, you have your right to your opinion, you have your right to your beliefs, and they, right. these guys have a right to put something but, on their jersey. If anything, this is a dress code that they have, and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to look at it and say, hey, NBA has a dress code. you got to follow it. You have a choice. Do what they say. Is it's your that, job. Uh, we all have dress codes at our job we have to follow. We have a caller, Nate. Oh, I know who it is. Is that, is that okay, well, hold on, because i got to hit That is who I think it is. Oh, it is. All right, well, i got the theme ready. Hold on. Well, go Is he there? Go ahead, Tim. Well, introduce him. Yeah, he's there. Go ahead. He's on the air right now. Ladies and gentlemen, back on the show. Back on the show, on the air. It's our man, the return, uh, uh, under protest from Bogus. He wanted him back. He's back. It's Jeff. He's Jeff. He's going to be on the show. Better late than never, guys. He's Jeff. Better late than never. There ain't much he don't know. His name's Jeff. Ask him a question or two. He'll probably answer because he's smarter than you. And if you don't know, he'll make something up, and you won't be any wiser because you're just a dumb fuck. Jeff's on the show. 
<laughs> Welcome back, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, he's on the air. On the air, a, Jeff. Good, good to have you was, back. That was a different intro. That was an Alex Wright intro, wasn't it? Alex Wright. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I was thinking more. Uh, I was thinking more Oscar from Man on a Mission, but it, nevertheless, either way, it works. <laughs> Jesus, and I was kind of thinking Saturday Night Live. Well, you can you can you can keep thinking that there, sugar. All well, right, before that, we get no, into that, that's in a bad way, Nate. Saturday Night Live's not good. Before we get into Jeff. Jeez, that oh, doesn't sound care. right. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. That's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> it's going to hurt. But <laughs> before we get into our conversation with Jeff and some of the things we're going to talk about here, let's hear from our other great sponsors here. And uh, we'll go ahead and, since we're going to get into Jeff, no better sponsor to kick it off with than Strip Cam Fun. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meat is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. I tell you, tell you, I don't get no respect, you see. I don't get no respect at all. Classy meats and into Jeff. All right. Yeah. I don't get no respect. My wife. My wife and I agreed we only start smoking after sex. I've had the same pack since 1975. The only problem oh, is my God. wife. My wife, she's up to three packs a day. Fucking, we need another one that's crickets. <laughs> Uh, come on, that was pretty good. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, let's move on. We're gonna get, Moving on. We're gonna get we're gonna get going here with Jeff here in just a second. Um, main reason we we brought Jeff on this week, we're gonna talk about, and we may have touched on this a little bit in the past, 
But we wanted to talk about biggest sports upsets of all time. And we're going to kind of focus on NCAA tournament a little bit. But we're going to throw some other ones in there, too. There's a lot of good ones, a lot we can talk about, a lot we'll dive into here. But since Jeff is like, uh, perhaps, but we brought him on. We're going to talk a little bit here about the sports upsets, and he'll he'll be rejoining us in a second. Had a little bit of a connection there. Uh, I don't know what happened, but he'll be back in just a second. Once we get him on here, we're going to talk a little bit about um, – about these sports upsets. And I know a lot of you, as soon as you say sports upsets, there's certain games that pop in your head, certain games that you are like, oh, man, I remember that. Or, oh, man, that was a great game. And, you know, you think about it. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of games well, like you that, can, man. So, I mean, you can fill out a whole sheet of any time Duke plays an unranked team. <laughs> You're honestly not wrong there, you I'm know? not saying that as a joke. I mean, when Duke does lose, they do tend to lose to, like, absolute dogs. Like, you know, they don't lose to, a, like, a 14 or a 10 or something like that. They usually get pounded by – well, they usually don't get pounded either. They usually lose – usually buzzer beaters, and it's usually to a team that <laughs> they have absolutely no business losing to ever. Which is Duke. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. There's uh yeah, there's a few that come to mind. Uh just to just kind of kick it off here. And Tim, you and I were actually live on the air when this game happened. Twenty eighteen, March seventeenth, twenty eighteen, the UMBC uh the the University of Maryland Baltimore County Retrievers defeated Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, the only time it's ever happened, a 16 seed, a 16 seed beats a one seed in the NCAA tournament. I believe Jeff, Jeff, have you returned? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm back. Ah, no problem. Welcome back. Okay, I'll so, give you. A, I'll give you know what? I'll give you a quick stat on that one, mate. UMBC earlier in the year yeah. lost to lost to Albany by 54 points. Whew. So, but then they beat Virginia by 20. And Virginia had only lost two games by eight point total all year until that point. Yeah. That's an upset, baby. That's they were the overall upset. number one seed that year, too, which was what made it so shocking. It's only been done once, and, you know, we happen to see it. Uh, I'm sure uh, Jeff will probably be able to tell us who scored the uh, – who had the points in that game. Over to you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I actually want to uh, – uh, Nathan's uh, nice friend actually was at the game, so that was pretty neat. To... Yeah, because that yeah. was where? That was in, that was in Charlotte, right? Charlotte, yeah. yeah. It wasn't too far away, yeah. So, According uh, anyways, to this, uh, the, the Retrievers actually, this was only the second time they'd ever been in the NCAA tournament. Wow. Yeah. And then the, and then the knockoff of one, which never happened. Never Crazy. happened. They'll be remembered forever for it. All right, uh, you know, we'll just go kind of around the horn here. Uh, Jeff, what, what's another upset that you, you know, have seen, had had written down, you know? Uh, I think Lehigh beating Duke. Uh, yeah, I think that, was a, that was a big one. And yeah, were they two, I think. that year? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think, was C.J. McCollum on that team? He was. He was okay. on that team. You're, I, I remember that. Yeah, McCall 
was on that team, and he was absolutely on fire. Yeah, he couldn't during that ball game. Well. I mean, his draft stock went <laughs> kind of high after that. Yeah, yeah here but, it is. They were a fi- they were a 15 seed. Uh, that was in 2012 in Greensboro, and this was uh, just after another upset had happened. C.J. McCollum led all scores with 30 points. So, man, that's a big one. Uh, Tim, what you got here for us? Well, I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Middle Tennessee over Michigan State. You know, we talked about Middle Tennessee last week. Was this upset? Sure, by the numbers. But Middle Tennessee, man, they were such a picky team. And, you know, we talked to Stevie Browning. He talked about playing Middle Tennessee. This was a team that would just give you fits. Because if you look here, Reggie Upshaw was the Blue Raiders scorer, and the team hit 11 of 19 from three, and they win by nine. I mean, the reason it's – it's the reason it's an upset though. It's not because Middle Tennessee was so bad. It was that everybody, uh, well, not everybody. I mean, I believe it was twenty some percent of the brackets had Michigan winning the whole thing. That's why it was an upset. It wasn't. So yeah, bad they were. They were really good. Yeah, I mean, everybody had them pegged at least to get into the four and to go out in the first round. Well, these things happen. Well, kind of couldn't, couldn't it does. a better school either, except maybe for Duke. But anyway. Well, one that, that always stood out to me was the Cinderella run, George Mason and UConn. As uh, George Mason, the 11 seed, beat the number one seed at Huskies in 2006 in overtime. I, I don't know about you guys, but I watched this game, and I thought when it went to overtime, I said, okay, it's over. You know, the big guys, they're not losing in overtime. And then they come out and they they win. And they were yeah. tied with Louisiana State, or LSU, and Virginia Commonwealth as the lowest ever ranked team to make a Final Four. Man, they were on an absolute tear. And that UConn team actually had five players that went to the NBA. Yeah. And you know what, too, uh, Nathan, uh, a lot of those players – on the UConn's team, on the 06 team, they actually were like freshmen and sophomores on the 04 championship team. So they had a lot of experience and been some big games. And for them to, I mean, George Mason, I mean, uh, you just got to applaud them for, I mean, they took on, I mean, it was uh, David versus Goliath. I mean, that's, and they took him down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to give, you got to give credit where it's due. And they, they really went all out. In that one, Jeff, another one for us. Uh, hmm. Well, I think, like you said, the 11th seed making it to the final four was, even though they beat UConn, the fact they got there was big in itself. And, um, I mean, has anybody said NC State winning the championship at all yet? I mean, beating no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that one didn't get there at all. So they were one of the lowest seeds to ever win it. It was almost near impossible, according to what it said here. Jim Valvano, of course, the famous "Don't give up." Uh, mm-hmm. NC State, 
they their halftime lead disappeared, game tied at 52, and Lorenzo Charles grabs an air ball and just throws it down. It was insane. And they had Elijah Wan and Clyde Drexler in that Houston lineup. That's that's nuts to think that team doesn't win an NCAA tournament. Yeah, everybody on the team could dunk. <laughs> yeah. So that's was, why they called him five-slam Alabama. It was crazy, too, because when you watch it, it's kind of like they're not really sure. Did we just win? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Valvano wasn't even sure. He was just looking you know, to guys are, somebody. Yeah, guys are kind of just looking around like out on the court like, did that count? And did we just win? Because I think we might have. And then all hell broke loose after that. But And, you know, they had to win the uh, – the fact that they were in the tournament was big. I think because then I think they might have had at large bids, maybe some, but – they, in particular, well, they, had to win the ACC tournament. That's right. And they beat, uh, and they beat Carolina with a Jordan team. And I think Jordan fouled out in the game uh, in the first over. I think they had two overtimes, maybe. He either fouled out in the end of regulation or the first overtime, and uh, they and they had to beat Carolina to get. I, mean, I think they had to take take on Virginia to win, or vice versa in the ACC semis or whatever. One of them came first, and of course the championship, but. Uh, and they had Ralph Sampson, like a seven-footer. So, uh, I mean, they they beat some big teams to win the championship there. It beat Hakeem Olajuwon and Jordan and just to get there. So, Yeah, uh, according the to this, they, were, they, they, entered the, they went to the ACC tournament in Atlanta, and they had ten losses. The NCAA had expanded the tournament from 48 to 52 in 1983, meaning there were four extra spots for potential qualifiers, but there was not a 64-team field for years to come, and there was not much room for error with their double-digit losses. Their safest bet to reach the tournament was to win the ACC title game. And they did. They beat Wake Forest, North Carolina, and then defending national champions Virginia to win. And they ended up as a sixth seed in the tournament winning that. Could you imagine if they would have... And honestly, if you think about it, they don't get into the tournament. Uh, because there was just no room for error, and if they even if they did, they were you know they had to be on that run, and I think they just hit their peak at the right time. Yeah, I think they actually had a, a maybe one player came back from injury that was I can't remember if his name was uh, I think it started with a W maybe last name, but I, I'm not sure. Derek but I think he came back. Yeah, I think he came back from. It may have been him that came back from injury, and. Uh, uh, he was pivotal and then, you know, being a contender. But they won a lot of close games in the tournament that year, too. And I think uh, one game in particular, some t- a team that they were playing missed some foul shots down the stretch that, that got them, you know, gave them a chance to win or whatever. Yeah. And Jeff's right on it again. NC State, uh, their first conference game was against Virginia, who was ranked number two. They were ranked in the top 20 early in the season. They took an early lead behind Derek Whittingberg, but later in the game, he went down with a broken foot after landing on a Virginia player, Othel Wilson's foot, following a shot. He would miss the rest of the game and the 17 that followed with the Wolfpack losing to Virginia going on, going 10 and seven in the other games. So there you go. And that, and then they roll into the tournament, roll into tournament time. So Jeff, Jeff, again, that memory, I tell you, I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. Tim, because I'm 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 using the internet. I don't know what you guys are doing. Tim, go ahead. Some more upsets here that we can talk oh, about. Google. Uh, I'm going back away from the next one. Uh, 1985. 
Uh, Villanova beats Georgetown by two points in the title game. Uh, yeah. Georgetown defending champions, number one seed, uh, beat, had beat Villanova twice during the season, uh, and yet just couldn't quite get it done. Villanova shoots 78% in the game. Mind I think you, they only it was, missed one shot in the second half. And it was the last – I didn't know this. I'm just reading it. It was the last college basketball game played without a shot clock. Hmm. Hmm. I did not know that. So there's a little bit of little bit of trivia. But, uh, yeah, because Georgetown was a powerhouse. I mean, they never – they should have smoked them. That, that, that's a yeah, great thing. Yeah, the Big East made the Final Four that year. I think St. John's may have made it with Chris Mullen and Mark Jackson on that team maybe. Yeah, and uh, Georgetown had Ewing, Reggie Williams, and Dave Wingate, and they made it all the way through and reached the finals on a 16-game win streak. And uh, <laughs> and here it is. They played before the shot clock. Scene. They successfully put the game down and made 79% of their field goals. So there you go. That's that's how you do it, man. That's how interesting, it's done. too, is you look at their roster for that team. I mean, I've heard of Ed Pickney. Pinkney, however you say that, I know that name. Yeah. And the McLean yeah. and the McLean brothers. And after that, I don't know anybody on the team. Yeah. I mean that's sometimes things just click and it happens. And and that's one of those one of those well, times that, that it did. Sometimes you can get it done by committee on occasion. Uh, sometimes like I said, sometimes a, a better team will win over a more talented team, if that makes sense. I'm just checking to see who they well, beat. They beat. See, they beat. Uh, I mean, they didn't waltz there. I mean, they beat number two ranked Michigan. They beat number seven North Carolina, and number five Memphis State. So they didn't, you know, they didn't get lucky and pe- play somebody else who had beat somebody that, you know, one of those fifteen two matchups or any of that sort of stuff. They actually beat some pretty good teams to get there. So. Well, I'm going to throw one at you that, uh, that I bet a lot, a lot of people will, will remember because I remember it. It was um, Norfolk State, Norfolk State defeating Missouri. And this was, uh, this was just after Hampton beat, uh, says here, after another 15th seed, pulled off a first round for 11 times. Norfolk State beat Hampton, which, like Hampton, was their appearance. They beat uh, Missouri. Missouri was 21-and-a-half-point favorites, but Kyle O'Quinn, who played for the New York Knicks in the NBA, led Norfolk State, and he played the game of his life. He scored 26 points and had 14 rebounds, and Norfolk State wins 86-84. Of course, uh, and there's another one that I want to bring up here in a minute. Go ahead, Jeff. We'll go over to you because there's one in, that I do remember vividly. Well, um well, you said Hampton, around the horn they here. were 15th seed, and they beat uh, Jamal Tinsley's uh, two-seeded Iowa State team. Yeah, yeah, they did. 2001. And uh, they had to survive. Yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, they, they only, they, the game was a one-point victory for them, so they had to survive a couple missed layups by Iowa State down at the stretch. Of course, Tinsley was highly touted. They, they thought he was like going to be a really, really good point guard in the NBA, but he didn't amount to as much as they 
Yeah, he, he was okay, but he wasn't much. I mean, he got there more than we can say, but right, he got there. I think I think they expected bigger things out of him. Tim, what do you got for us? I'm going west coast on this one, Nate. Okay. Gonzaga beat Stanford. Got to go back to 1999 for this one. Uh, they were at 10. Stanford was a two. Nobody had ever heard of Gonzaga at this point. That, yeah, victory, real. that victory starts off Gonzaga's run. They have been in the tournament every year since. That game. If I'm not mistaken, they still haven't won a title, have they? No. Uh, seven times in the Sweet 16 and uh, into the Elite Eight what? twice, but that's as far as they've ever got. So. No, they were in the finals a couple of years ago. Well, not according to this. Well, that's wrong. Well, who? you mean? Who? Ask Jeff. He'll Gonzaga. Know. Who is? Gonzaga. Carolina. Carolina beat them in the finals. Okay. Yeah. Right. So they have made it to the. So then they've made it to the finals. So that's regardless. That you know, twenty what twenty one years in a row. I don't know what the record is, but it can't be much bigger than that. I wouldn't think. For consecutive. Twenty seventeen, they lost to North Carolina championship game. I remember that. Because that was the year they barely beat West Virginia in the tournament. And I thought West Virginia – I think it, I'll say, I did say the winner of that game would make it to the Final Four. And Gonzaga I'm thinking, Nathan, I think we uh, did like a live cast of that game maybe. Like on, we did, I think, actually, now that, you're, now that you're talking about it. I think we did. It was a, it was a heck of a game. I know that. Uh, yeah. Here's the one I wanted to bring up just because this, this team, I don't know why, I was, I was so pumped for them. Florida Gulf Coast beating Georgetown. Yeah. That one was a fun one. They did. They made it all the way to the Sweet 16. They were the first 15 seed to ever make it to the Sweet 16. And then they got trounced. (laughs) But they did do it. Uh, And, man, they were dunking like crazy. That that was one of those athletic teams. Oh, my goodness. It was a dunk contest uh, out there. What's really interesting about that one is that was only the second year they'd been in Division I. Yeah. And they roll into roll into the Sweet first, Sixteen, and their first trip to the to the tournament, obviously, because they'd only been in Division One for two years. So, not too many teams can say that. In fact, probably not. We've actually rolled through most of the ones I have here. Do you guys have any more NCAA upsets before we just talk about other upsets in sports? What about um, didn't uh, Jeff will probably know more details on this one. I think I remember watching this game, Duke and UNLV, when okay. UNLV was a was what third, they hadn't lost or something crazy like that. And then, yeah, I was actually going to bring that one up too, <laughs> even though even though Duke was one seed, uh, they had, like they had got trounced uh, the year before in the championship game by UNLV by like thirty points. I think it was the biggest that is correct. championship history. I think it was like one hundred three to seventy three, something like that. But uh, Anyways, uh, UNLV was undefeated uh, in 1991, and they both made it to the championship game and, uh, no, semifinals. And uh, Duke uh, beat UNLV in the semifinal game, I think, by two points. I think Christian Leitner had to hit two foul shots or something at the end, and UNLV came down and went for the win and and didn't make it. But... (laughs) But uh, I just heard Kansas I just heard beat, Tim's blood boil. Oh, I hate that guy. Uh, good, Kansas, fun, good, 
Kansas beat UNC. If UNC had beat Kansas, then you would have had a Duke-UNC final that year, but it didn't happen. Has that ever happened, Duke versus UNC in the finals? No. I don't no, think it has. It's had, that was probably the best chance. There's been other – I think in 98 they had a pretty good chance, but I think Duke lost in the Elite Eight and Carolina lost in the Final Four game, the semifinal game. So, mm. uh, But they've had – you would think it was, it'll happen one day. Oh my gosh, can you imagine when it does? What uh, the state of North Carolina is going to be like? You better hope it. You better hope it doesn't or, take place the, on the East Coast or, or the whole country. <laughs> uh, another big yeah, one really. was um, Loyola Marymount beating Michigan. Um, yeah, partially partially because of the. Of the win, and then partially because of Hank Gathers that yeah. year, that yeah. makes it for a bigger story, probably. And they didn't just beat Michigan; they kicked the unholy stuffings out of them. I think uh, they made it to the Elite Eight. Um, and they lost to uh, UNLV. Yeah. Okay. And that was a well, high scoring yeah. game too. Yeah, one one forty nine, one fifteen. <laughs> Of course, the uh, the other big one that I always think of is the uh, Texas Western Kentucky game, where Texas Western becomes the first team in NCAA history to start five African American players, with the very good Kentucky team had Pat Riley had, um, oh, the coach the name is escaping me at the moment, legendary, Rupp, oh, right off uh, right off yeah. Rupp. Yeah, he great coach. So I mean, it was it was interesting there to to have those guys get that win. That was a big deal. I'm not against any Kentucky losses, to be honest. Uh, yeah. well, people aren't. Um, really yeah, how about that much. Kentucky team losing to Wisconsin? It may not be one of the biggest upsets, but they lose to Wisconsin when they're undefeated, going for that perfect season, and uh, Wisconsin beats them. Frank Kaminsky Badgers. Badgers. The Badgers, Nate. Because if I'm not mistaken, that team had Carl Anthony Towns on it and uh, a few that others. Of, that explains it. Yeah, they, yeah. they had a lot of. They had, you know, of course, Kentucky had all kinds of talent on that team. But, um, well, let's, if you really want to get Tim Peeve, let's talk about uh, the West Virginia team that beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight the year they had John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and all those guys on the squad. Boogie? Yeah, Boogie. My 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 buddy Boogie. I watched his uh, documentary the other day. That was quite the quite the watch. I bet. I remember right, right uh and uh the President Obama he would do bracketology and he actually had them in the lead eight and he felt like that was the hardest he picked Kentucky to win, but he said that was gonna be the hardest uh I went with my heart, not my head on I went yeah. up with my heart, not not with my head on that one in my bracket. I actually did pick West Virginia to beat them. And then West Virginia absolutely got just ugh, demolished by Duke in the next game. Yeah. Yeah, Duke. Duke oh my god, I've never seen that. I've never seen I'd never seen a team play that well in my life. I said, "Good yeah. lord." Yeah, um, talk about. There will be no more mentions of Duke and positiveness on this podcast. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I do okay want to bring up a couple of non NCAA upsets that I think are worth mentioning. Um, I always think back to Buster Douglas beats Mike Tyson. 
I yeah, always nobody, think of that. Nobody saw that one coming. No, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I believe, though, that the story has come out since then that Mike was totally out of it. Oh, I'm sure. He didn't take, that, I don't think he took him, took him seriously. Yeah, not that that changes that it was an upset because I'm pretty sure. I wonder what the uh, what the if anybody made a significant amount of money off that fight. Some crazy guy who just hated Mike Tyson bet against him and and cleaned up. Because man, the odds forty to one wasn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say the odds had to have been extremely high. I would have thought. I I don't know. I mean, Mike was just crushing guys up until that point. I mean, he wasn't. He never even got tested, even. Yeah, forty two never go past three or four rounds. Yeah, I mean, he was just blasting guys. Forty-two so, to one was the odds. Forty-two to one. So uh, a five-dollar bet gets you two ten. Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, so if you had a, you, know, you threw down a hundred bucks. I was looking to see if maybe somebody did make some money off that. Yeah, you see, Buster Douglas now he looks like Rev Run a little bit. I just remember because uh, Tyson was supposed to be on uh, wrestling. And they had to yeah, they they had they had booked Mike Tyson to appear to referee Saturday night's main event. Yeah, and they said, "Who the hell is this Buster Douglas fellow?" And yeah, and Douglas from? knocked him out. Because I didn't live. Well, I mean, back then I didn't live somewhere where I could have like I wouldn't have heard about that stuff. I mean, it would have taken would have taken a week till till the weekend paper came out for me to hear about that. So by Saturday, I I wouldn't have known yet. Because I remember watching the main event and going, "Who the hell is this guy?" Where's Mike Tyson? Most people were going, who? Buster uh, what That's now? one. Yeah. That's well, just, one I you know, always. Just, yeah. yeah when, just a week later, I mean, you guys aren't. But uh, a week later in NASCAR, Dale uh, Earnhardt's leading the dominate the Daytona 500. Of course, he always had bad luck in the race. But blows a tire on the last yeah. lap. of A guy named Derek Cope uh, never won a race. Actually got a Hendrick, Rick Hendrick engine, got Jeff Gordon drove for Jimmy Johnson, and uh, won that race. And then he won one more race later that year, and he never won another race again in his life. And uh, a lot of people consider that a big upset. And that just happened a week after, like, the Douglas and Tyson fight. Yeah. So that could have made you some pretty some good change there. That, you must have week. a you must have a golf one for us, uh, Jeff. You being the golf guy. <laughs> Every right? time Greg Norman went to the Masters, he was upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the first we always, seven times. You know, we always pick on poor Greg, but you know, yeah, it, first seven times though, it's not really a surprise anymore, is it? I mean, yeah, everybody's just sitting over there. They're like, Norman's got a ten shot lead with two holes to go. He'll blow it. <laughs> yeah, we're well, not putting any money on him. Yeah. yeah. yeah Speaking of which, I saw Tiger did uh, fairly well today in his return to yeah, golf. Yeah, he did. Shot a minus one. So. Well, not, uh, not, right, not way up the leaderboard, but doing a lot better than some of the uh, guys who golfed earlier in the day that just put up some horrendous scores. Uh, the earlier golfers, uh, there were some plus fives and sixes, and uh, just some guys who don't normally uh, do that kind of thing. Um, 
I think I think he had like four birdies and three bogeys maybe. Uh he talked about how it was he's still a little bit rusty in the beginning, but uh I'll I'll listen to him a little bit there after after the after his round and I you know, honestly still think thing, to this but, to this day I think golf will only be as popular as Tiger is doing. And until they get another star like him, because right now there's no other star like him in golf. And he's not even, you know, I mean, he's good still, don't get me wrong, but he's not the Tiger of old, but he's still the biggest star. And golf won't ever be as big as it was when Tiger was king until he, I don't know, until he either reascends or golf makes another star. Yeah, At least they've that's been just searching me. a long time because Jack Nicholas and Palmer had kind of, you know, been past their day, kind of, and you know Norman yeah. could have probably been that next person, but like we've we've noted before, and I, you know, here we are bringing up, I'm bringing it up again, but uh, whatever, it was, a few of the tournaments was bad luck, and uh, some of the tournaments he just, you know, pretty much choked in, but uh, I mean he had some big tournaments where. He could have won and been that biggest star. He was still a big star, even with the misfortunes he had. Uh, but then, soon, you know, they were just needing that guy, and then your Tiger came yeah. on it long after that. Uh, just to give Tim a little a little dig here, another big upset in sports history: Michigan losing to Appalachian State in oh, 2007. Yeah. yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they beat them thirty four thirty two in the big house, on which was which that Michigan team was so overhyped that year. But still, Appalachian State Division two, you're not supposed to lose to a Division two school if you're a Power Five conference school. But they did. Uh, and of course, Joe Namath. You know the Joe Namath Super Bowl. That was a big upset as well. Jeff, one you'll remember the the Patriots Giants Super Bowl. Uh, the first one, the end of the perfect. They were twelve. The end of twelve point under. The end of the end of the perfect season. It was. I, I'm still upset by that game, not because I was a big New England Patriots fan. I just really wanted to see the perfect season because it's something that had never hadn't been done since '72. Mercury Morris still hasn't shut up. You know, the Bears nearly did it once. I wasn't alive for that. I got to see the Patriots so close to doing it. And Randy Moss was on the team, wanted him to get a Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, just wasn't in the car. should have done it. It's just uh, just some luck. Like I said, Eli's unbelievable play there to David Tyree. uh, Yeah, because if they stop that play, they win. Yeah, they had a chance to get intercept him one time on that drive as well, and went through Asante Samuel's hand. So it's just—I don't guess it was just meant to be. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, we, you know what? Deep, uh, this is overlooked. The year of the uh, Twin Towers, uh, when, when they, uh, you know, went down and the Pentagon got hit. Uh, the, the yeah. Patriots, uh, Brady's first Super—they were 14-point dogs to uh, the Rams that year. Warren Kurt, the biggest. What do they call it, the best show on turf, or greatest uh, show on turf? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know that that's kind of overlooked now since the Patriots, I guess, have won six titles and had their big run or whatever for the longest time. But at the time, I mean, that was uh, probably the, at the time was the second biggest 
Super Bowl uh, yeah. upset. Yes, it's the Joe Namath one. And, and yeah. this was something that they did that a lot of people didn't realize, and they started. They were the first um, NFL Super Bowl team to have their team introduced as a team. They didn't, because before that, it was always individual player introductions. Patriots yeah. were the first team to do that in 2001, which I thought was really cool as well uh, that they did that. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with, uh, you know, what happened and everything on uh, 9-11 as well. But <laughs> How are you, Tim? <laughs> oh, you can hear me again? Yeah, I heard that burp. Oh, good, because you couldn't <laughs> hear me before. I've been screaming my head off. <laughs> Good to hear a word you said. Next thing you No, I called you. A, that's why I did it. I'll see if this gets through. I called you a mother effer for picking on my Michigan with that Appalachian State remark there. And <laughs> Sorry. Nobody I wonder where you went. Yeah, I'm here going, what in the hell? Why, am, why is nobody hearing me? These rude pair of peckerheads. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Anybody got any more? I've got one left. Anybody got any more? Well, it wasn't an upset, but uh, Canada beat the United States in hockey, but that's not an upset. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not an upset. It'd be like Ed Boggess winning a hot dog eating contest. Not an upset. Not an upset. It just happened. Uh, of course, the biggest, the, big, baseball, but, yeah. the biggest upset ever, uh, the Miracle on Ice. Americans beat the Soviets at the uh, 1980 Winter Olympics. I, I think we can po- probably agree that might be the biggest upset in any sport ever. Yeah, you got professionals playing college yeah. players. And the, and really I mean, Tim's, Tim's the hockey guy. Tim, you, you, you could probably attest to that as well, can't you? Maybe you left again. Well, it looks like we've lost his audio again. He came back. He burped. Wait, I hear you. I hear you, Tim. There, there he is. Hold on. How about now? <laughs> yeah, we got you. Okay. You got a team of, at that point, virtually no base. A couple guys from the 80 Olympic team went on to have brief NHL careers from the American team. Soviet Union, about as stacked as a hockey team can get at that time, and lost. And it was beautiful and everyone should watch it and enjoy it. And the movie wasn't bad either. The movie, actually, the movie wasn't bad at all. I, I did sit down and watch it. It's pretty good. Kurt, Ru- I mean, it's Kurt Russell for God's sake. I mean, how, how can you get mad? Playing the now departed uh, her Brooks. Yes, and I don't know how they did it to this day because that should have been a massacre. But it wasn't. They ended up winning well, to win the gold medal. That was a team that uh, played. Uh, their, nobody played beyond their capabilities. Uh, everybody was. Uh, it had a little bit of everything, which you don't always see on those kind of teams because usually it's all, you know, heroes and no worker bees, as they say. And, yeah. uh And they hit a moment in time, and it helped that it was in the states. Didn't hurt, you know. Didn't yeah, that to, does help. You know, didn't have to try to do that over in uh, you know some communist country somewhere where the crowd either Ooh. isn't allowed to cheer or isn't cheering. The KGB. Could you imagine the if the United States? Could you imagine if the United States had done that in St. Petersburg or Moscow? Ooh. <laughs> well, I, mean, I remember the fallout in '72 when the Canadians won in in Moscow and had to go under. You know, were fearing for their lives on the ice because they weren't sure how that was going to go down. 
So, I mean, in America, I mean, they didn't like us, but they hate you guys, and vice versa at that time. So, <laughs> we're just very unlikable as Americans. I think a uh, big upset in military history, uh, Nathan, would be the American colonists beating the Redcoats. Oh, God, are we getting and, into this? And, well, <laughs> you think about it, this is why Americans like that's it, true. upset. And, and that's true. You know, a lot of it were derived from. Uh, anyway. uh, you know, what wasn't an upset was that War of 1812, though. That was a gimme. <laughs> that was a slam dunk. Pete Rose would say. <laughs> but, boys, let's talk about, actually, the, the greatest upset that ever happened. Nobody could see it coming until that buzzer sounded and Ric Flair walked out number three <laughs> at the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh, fuck off. But left. But left <laughs> as the heavyweight champion. Unbelievable. Yeah. What a man. <laughs> you won't get no argument from Tim as long as there's pasta that he can have. Uh, you just take your, you just, you just wallow in your COVID down there and hush. <laughs> uh, I love you, Tim. I really do. But guys, I think that's going to do it for this week. It's been a, uh, it's been fun been fun this week and it's been good to have tr run in jeff on the show and we had a packed show tonight went by quick we actually are uh actually about 15 minutes over yeah so yeah hope everybody there enjoyed it we jeff. had a lot to talk there about goes jeff jeff is leaving he's gone he always hangs up when the show's over and we don't get to talk to him there goes yeah jeff. hang on the line jeff don't hang up when the music starts <laughs> playing damn it That's when we talk to you and... <laughs> damn it all right well for Tim, for Jeff, for TR, and everybody in between, our great sponsors, New Law Office, Strip Cam Fun, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, and Stay Classy Meats. Thanks for listening. Hey, Tim. Send us home. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, first of all, you get on the interstate. You don't stop at the sheets, Bogus. Well, I don't home. agree with this. I don't agree with this, you hobbit trivia bitch. Good night. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com stripcampfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter, at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.